You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float. That's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill. We're gonna have a barbecue. We're about to throw down on you guys a whole bunch of knowledge, tips, and tricks when it comes to Turkey Day. I hope you guys are ready. Take some notes. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. It's that time again, folks. Another edition of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And man, you guys have been sending us questions upon questions about all kinds of things concerning Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, sides, desserts, and but a lot of things about just the, the turkeys as a whole. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. Whoo, man, it has been busy. It has been just the, the weather's been up and down. It's kind of messed with me a little bit as far as my sinuses and stuff. And, uh, you know, some folks, my wife and, and sometimes me and myself uh, included, kind of get headaches when you got a lot of big barometer swings and, and different things. But, man, it, it is uh, kind of wreaked havoc, havoc on us over the past uh, couple of weeks. And there is more weather changes to come. I uh, We'll see. But, man, we've been enjoying the weather we've had so far. It's been awesome. There was a turkey class over at Pits and Grills uh, a few nights ago this past week. Which is always awesome. They're going to do a prime rib class in December uh, for those in the Springfield, Missouri area. You know, you can sign up and take those classes. At Nick and the team over at Pits and Grills they they walk through the entire cook from uh, from the prep to the cook, and then they serve heavy samples. It's kind of an intensive deal for them because. You know, they have to have everything cooked in advance, and then they have, you know, all the raw material that they go through and and prep, like, you know, starting from the very beginning. Then they pull out the food that's been cooked, and then, of course, they have to, you know, cook all the other food that they prepped during the class. Uh, but it, it it's always great food, and uh, you folks always eat good. You always learn something uh, in that class, some neat little you know, neat little tips and tricks that uh, maybe you hadn't thought of before. I always enjoy going to those classes. Uh, I've actually taught a couple of classes over there and have also attended several as well. And we've talked about them here on on the program in times past. But I got to tell you, the the turkey class, uh, you know, Nick called me up and had a couple of questions about something that I do. And, and he tried it, and it was something that I think a lot of folks are skeptical. But I'll tell you this, we made some believers out of folks <laughs> last week. Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, and and so we're we got a tip for your turkey, and uh, I, you know, I, I know there's gonna be some folks that are gonna be hesitant to do it, but if at the very least you 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 you're worried about it or you you just not quite sure, do it on the dark meat. What we're gonna be talking about today, do it on the dark meat, right? Do the breasts and the you know, everything else the way you you know you want to do it. You know maybe some other tips that we may bring up for you that you 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 think about and you follow through with. That's all well and good. But uh, we're going to talk about mayo, <laughs> mayonnaise, some some dukes or whatever you know some some good old fashioned mayonnaise. And I'll walk through exactly not only what to do with it, but uh, trust me, it, it it isn't going to leave flavor. If you're somebody who's like, oh, I don't like mayo, don't worry about that. that it, there's no flavor imparted from the mayo, but it does wonders for the cook. And so we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, this weekend, you know, depending on how big your turkey is, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and you know, uh, and usually the Friday or Saturday prior to Thanksgiving, you want to take your turkey out of the freezer and put it in the refrigerator. And, and there's a few reasons for this. First of all, you want it to thaw out completely all the way, right? You want it completely thawed out. And, and you don't want to be setting it in the sink. You, you don't want to take any chances. You're going to be feeding a lot of folks. You, you want to get this right. And it's not just about making sure that the meat stays at a good and healthy temp, which is important for sure. But it, it, there's also some things going on when it comes to, you know, um, allowing things to thaw out evenly and... Uh, and it's going to take a while because turkeys are thick, right? They And it's just one of those things that it's not like a chicken or other things where you can take out the day before. Turkeys don't work that way. You really got to take them out the Friday or Saturday before Thanksgiving. And if you plan on cooking, let's say Wednesday, right, then definitely take it out Friday, if not Thursday, and put it in your refrigerator. Uh, but you definitely want to give it plenty of time. And after a day or two, so say Sunday or Monday, uh, I would open up the packaging. Not, don't necessarily remove the bird completely, but re- but at least open the packaging uh, and let <clears throat> let it kind of breathe a little bit. Uh, leave it in the fridge and, and kind of help that thawing process along. Uh, it, it, trust me, it, 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 it needs to happen. It'll be great. Especially if you're going to brine it, let's say Wednesday. You're not going to cook it until Thursday. That's all well and good. But if you're going to start the brining process Wednesday morning, then you know, you've know you got to have that bird thawed out You know by the time you start working with it on Thursday morning. So again, it needs to be taken out and set in the fridge. And again, I like to open the package. And, you know, and uh, even if I leave the bird in the package, just at least get it open. It helps it to thaw out uh, as well uh, a little bit quicker because I've had some birds opened up on Wednesday morning and they're still got some ice in them, still some frozen parts to them. And so, you know, in my experience, opening them up 
Saturday night, Sunday morning, um, you know, uh, it helps with that process. So, so that that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to get into all <laughs> man, there's so much that we could get into and and there's a lot of things that you guys could tweak and do what you want. But let's let's divide this up. First of all, right, we we've talked about getting the turkey out Friday night, Saturday morning, putting it in the fridge, you know, opening the packaging and let it start to thaw out in your refrigerator. That that is important. That is going to be absolutely vital. You're going to have to make a few decisions in the meantime. Are you going to brine? Are you going to inject? Or are you just going to season it up and and throw it on the smoker? Right? There, there's those basically those are the three ways that you know three choices that you have when it comes to the turkey. Whether you're doing it on the smoker, whether you're doing it on the you know in the oven, that doesn't matter. You know you've got these three choices. Uh, and, you know, you know, pick your poison, you know, what you're going to do. They're all going to turn out great. That's no, that's no problem. We can help you with that, but you got to decide what you like, what you want to do. Maybe you want to try something different this year. And, and, and generally there are some things, you know, that kind of go together in most folks' minds. For example, brining with smoking injection with frying, and just seasoning up when you're throwing it in the oven. Now, you can brine for everything. The The problem is, and really I should say you can inject for everything. Um, injection will work whether you're smoking, you're frying, or in the oven. Uh, a lot of folks don't like injecting because they'll get pockets of really heavy seasoning somewhere and then, the, you know, then meat that doesn't seem to be seasoned very well uh, in other places. So let's talk about the injections for just a few minutes. If you find a good injection that you want, we mentioned last time on the program, it's not just a matter of using any sauce, right? Because you get a barbecue sauce, you get big old chunks of herbs and different seasonings, and they just won't go through the injection needle. You need to get something that's actually set up for injecting. There's all kinds of things whether it's recipes or um, or store bought, uh, a lot of folks love the 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 Cajun or Creole butter injections, the garlic butter injections. Um, you know, I really like Bass Pro has their Uncle Bucks, and they've got this honey barbecue or mesquite barbecue that just I think they had a honey bacon barbecue one time. Uh, that, that their barbecue injections I think are as good as you can get. And there's a lot of great ones out there, no doubt about it. And if you're going to inject, I recommend doing it the night before and following a grid pattern, one inch grids, right? So if you start an injection in one spot on that bird, you're going to go an inch in every direction from that spot with, you know, with another, uh, you know, with injecting uh, another time. And so you get this you get this grid pattern going where you know every inch in any direction there's going to be an injection and you're putting in some of that seasoning to basically marinate from the inside out uh, all night long and then you're going to set it in your fridge completely uncovered which will help with you know a good crispy skin 
the next day when you're going to cook it, whether you're putting on a smoker or whether you're doing it in the oven, doesn't matter. Um, you know, setting it in the refrigerator uncovered is definitely a, a, a huge tip that I recommend you do regardless of how you do your turkeys. Um, you know, and we'll get into brining in just a minute, but even at that, I, I recommend the night before you cook, you have it out of any packaging, out of any brine, in the refrigerator, overnight, completely uncovered, uh, to help kind of dry out the skin, not the bird, but the skin, so that you can get a nice crispy skin uh, on on that turkey. Injection is really good when, if you're going to be deep frying. I think most folks that are listening to the program are either going to be doing it in the oven or on the smoker. So that's where we're going to spend most of our time uh, as far as you know today's program on the turkeys. But I did want to talk about injections because that is definitely the mainstay when it comes to those who are doing a lot of deep frying of turkeys. Um, I'm not going to get into as much the spatchcock where you remove the uh, the backbone of the bird, whether, you know, it's talked a lot about when it comes to chickens, but they spatchcock turkeys as well. It can, you know, really do help the, the process of cooking your turkey, make it go a little bit faster, especially on a smoker and low smoke, low, low heat. But it, it isn't necessary, uh, but uh, it, it is a really cool process. If you know how to do it, uh, then more power to you. Go for it. Uh, you know, definitely something you won't regret when it comes to, you know, the turkey removing that, that backbone. Now here's, here's where we're going to, uh, here's what's really cool about what we're talking about when it comes to the brine. We've mentioned before, if you have bought a frozen turkey rather than a fresh turkey, and you're going to do a brine. That turkey's already been brined in a saltwater solution. They inject those turkeys to plump them up, get them nice, big, and and full form factor to make the turkey look you know the most you know eye appealing as possible. Yeah, you know, that that's what they've done with this with this salt solution. They they flash freeze it, and uh, and so even as you're thawing out your turkey. It's got a salt brine already happening to it. So if you're going to brine a turkey that has been you know frozen like that, uh, cut back on the salt. So many times I hear from folks you know that brine a turkey and they're like, oh, it's just way too salty. Well, it's because they used a brine that called for a lot of salt, and they already had a bird that had been frozen in this saltwater solution to begin with. And so yeah, you're going to have a very salty. Uh, turkey, uh, you know, because you're you're kind of behind the a ball on that uh, already, and so if you're going to brine one like that, cut back on the salt content. There's some science involved when it comes to how salt works in transferring the, you know, the flavor and the liquid and, and that you know that juice getting into the meat and you know and it acts as a catalyst for that. Uh, and so you do want salt in your brine, uh, but Again, it's easy to oversalt if you've got a if you're using a frozen turkey, and brining is great when it comes to you know having a nice juicy bird. It's not necessary, but 
it is, you know, something that, you know, a lot of folks won't cook one without doing it, which is fine. That, that it, it does work great. I've done it. Uh, I'm, th- I'm, I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to do a brine this year or not. We're not doing a very big bird at all, but I, I, I might. But here's what I, my recommendation is. You get a brining bucket or a brining bag, and on Wednesday morning, you, you get your brine mixed up, follow whatever directions you've got with, you know, maybe making adjustments on the salt, depending on your turkey, and, and put it in the bag, the bag or, the, uh, or the bucket and set it in your fridge if it'll fit or, you know, in a cooler full of ice and let it brine for 12 hours. Now, you can go longer than that. That's okay. You know, if, if you want a 24-hour brine, then do it Tuesday night. Because Wednesday night, after that 12 hours, let's say you put it in at 8 o'clock Wednesday morning, and it brines for 12 hours. So 8 o'clock Wednesday night, you're going to take it out of the brine, and you're going to put it in a pan and just slide it into your fridge and let it set uncovered all night long before you cook it on on uh, on Thursday morning. There's a few other things that you can do. Of course, you can spray it with some duck fat spray, or you can. And there is a little trick with putting some mayo. And we talked about the mayo earlier. I got something else with that. We're gonna get to, <laughs> but you can put that mayo, rub it all over the outside of the skin. Uh, as well to help get that crispy skin. It's just a little trick, <clears throat> but we're going to talk about the flavor aspect of it in just a minute. Uh, and, and so, when it comes to the turkey, you know that's that's you know kind of the the beginnings of it to make sure you get good flavor if you're brining or injecting. Leaving it out in the refrigerator uncovered the, the night before. Um, and, and, you know, maybe covering it, the rubbing the skin down, not thick, you know, just laying, just rubbing a little layer of, of mayo on the outside of that skin that that'll work, you know, uh, as well. Um, and again, spraying it with a little bit of duck fat helps also. The next morning, you're going to take a cup of mayo with three or four tablespoons of your favorite seasonings or rub whatever it is, you're going to mix all of that up together. Now, this is where you can make some adjustments. Maybe you want it a little bit more flavorful. You want to add five, six tablespoons, or you want to cut back on that. However you want to do it, you know, figure that out to your heart's content. Um, You know, uh, you don't have to mix it in the mayo itself, but this is why it makes it easy. Because what we're going to do is after you get that mayo nice and seasoned up you're going to take that mayo and and basically you're making a like a compound butter and you can do this with butter as well get a softened butter and mix up a compound butter where you take your seasoning you get it all you know mixed in that softened butter and you can do the same thing and that's where a lot of folks are gonna be like yeah i'm gonna do the butter not the mayo i get it the butter has some flavor aspect to it the mayo doesn't, but there's something that the mayo does. I can't explain, but I promise you, especially on dark meat, it is 
it 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 it, it will transform your dark meat to something that rather than being the last thing that a lot of folks grab, once they have it, they're going to want more of it. Guarantee it. They, they will want, they'll eat it all. They will eat every bit of the dark meat you give them. Uh, it, it just, it just works. It's really good. So you're going to take your mayo that you've mixed up with your seasoning. You're going to get up underneath that skin and you're going to rub that meat down with that mayo on the breast, down on the legs and the thighs, the wings, anywhere you can get up underneath that skin and rub that down with that seasoning, you want to do it. Again, you can do it with compound butter as well, um, but the, I highly recommend you guys try this with the mayo and uh, and get that seasoned up and rub it down. And um, <clears throat> you can do it the night before as well. You can do this Wednesday night and rub that turkey down with that mayo when you're putting the mayo on the outside, because you're going to put the seasoning on the outside too. So you can season up your mayo and you can do it the night before when you put it up underneath the skin, you put it on the skin. Uh, but uh, I know there's a lot of skeptics out there on this, but I'm telling you it, it works. If, if you've trusted me on anything or on nothing, I would ask you to at least give it a try. Like I said earlier, maybe you're like, hey, I'll do the butter. Do the butter on the breast. That's fine. All well and good. And, and Or, you know, whatever cut of that turkey that you're not the biggest fan of, right, do, do the mayo mixture on that. Up underneath the skin and on top. Hit it with a little bit more seasoning on the top before you throw it on the smoker. And, uh, um, and write in and tell me what you think after you guys have had it. Because I'm telling you, you, you you're going to like it. You will like it. Now, on the smoker, as far as the cook itself is concerned, you know, you want to have a good lump charcoal, and I recommend pecan wood. Alder wood works pretty well. That's been hard to come by this year uh, for some reason, but pecan wood is always great. You know, you've got your hickory and you've got your oak, and, and those are all well and good, but there's something about a nice little bit more subtle flavor when it comes to uh, you know, when it comes to turkey, pecan and alder are really good uh, paired with uh, with poultry as a whole. Uh, but I really like it with turkey. You can also throw in, you know, whether it's a, a peach and apple wood if you want. Um, <clears throat> I like persimmon as well. You, you know, you could do that also. Uh, but at least the pecan or alder wood uh, for that added smoke when it comes to the turkeys. Set your grill up, indirect cook at 275 to 300 degrees. You know, you, you can, depending on how, you know, you want a little bit faster. You could even do this at 350. If you put in a couple of big chunks, you'll still get some smoke. And, and you can cook that on, you know, like a big green egg, KJ, or, you know, some other type of charcoal grill or smoker. You can do it at 350 degrees just like you would in your oven. That that You're really fine to do that. Um, but a lot of folks think, you know, they can get a little bit more smoke out of it if you do it at that 275 to 300. You can do it at 250. I just don't think it's necessary. I do mine at between 275 and 300 degrees. I put a meat probe into the breast, and I bring that to an internal temperature of 160 degrees. 
once that bird hits 160 degrees, I'm pulling it off, wrapping it up, and I'm sitting it in a cambro or a cooler to let it rest for about an hour before we carve into it. <clears throat> now, if you have a rib rack sitting around, when you get your grill fired up, if you have a rib rack, usually if you turn those rib racks upside down, they're kind of like a V or U shape. You can set that into a, a pan and set your turkey on that rib rack or V rack, and then that pan will catch all those drippings. And then you can take those drippings and make a gravy. Um, you can use it for uh, your your dressing, you know, depending on how long, uh, you know, timing of cooks and everything. But usually that'll be used for your your gravy more than anything else. Uh, but it's really good to catch those drippings because all so much flavor is in there, no doubt about it. And uh, it just makes for really good uh, gravy as well. But but not only you know that you know that's the turkey side of things. Again, in the oven, you know, I would recommend putting a probe in the bird, put the in the oven 350 degrees, bring that internal temperature of that breast up to 160 degrees. Uh, and then pull it out, wrap it up, and let it rest for an hour. There's going to be some carryover temp. It'll hit 165, no problem. Um, so there there will be some carryover temp with that. But that'll keep it from drying out. It'll be a moist, juicy bird with a great, you know, nice texture, bite through crispy skin uh, because of everything we've talked about earlier, whether it's the duck fat or the mayo, and then, you know, you're just – uh, it, it's going to be one of the best birds you guys have ever made. Uh, it's just going to be good, uh, regardless of what the seasoning choices that you make. Just the texture, the moisture, everything about the bird itself uh, is is going to be perfect if you follow these directions. I, I promise you that. There are a few other things that I would say. If you buy a frozen turkey, usually they come with a package. Usually there's the neck and there's all the giblets. You've got the uh, the gizzard and the liver and all that inside of a little package. I would take and throw that into um, some uh, a, a pot of boiling water along with that neck and, and boil that down and make a good stock with that. And that water can also be used for your uh, for your dressing as well to mix in, <clears throat> season it up with the same barbecue seasoning or rub that you're going to be using on your turkey. And uh, then you can take once that, uh, you know, let that come to a boil and turn it down to simmer for, you know, a couple of hours. You can take that neck bone out and you can strip that meat off and add that to your dressing. You know, you can take all those giblets and cut them up and, and you know, add that to the dressing as well. Uh, that, that's just my favorite kind of dressing. I would pick that kind of dressing over a, over a um, uh, uh, corn, cornbread dressing any day. But, yes, yeah, that's all personal preference. Uh, so, so that's, that's the process that I go through with the turkey and what I recommend. A lot of folks are asking questions right now about the turkey, how to season it up, what to cook it at, what to bring it, the temperature up to, uh, and, and all the prep. And, and that's what I do. That's what I recommend. And I know some folks think it sounds crazy and wild and weird and, and they would never think of putting mayo 
and, and you know, but listen, it, it it's almost like a binder more than anything else, but it does a few other things, especially with the skin, and it it definitely is a help. Um, you know, a lot of folks struggle to get a good crispy skin when they smoke a turkey. Uh, and usually it's because some of the prep ahead of time isn't done. Um, but, you know, that, that's just one of those things. The, a few little tips and tricks you can go through to help get that turkey not only looking great, tasting great, uh, and just juicy and moist and, you know, uh, you probably won't have very many leftovers. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hope this has been beneficial for you. If you got more questions, folks, shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. We've got all week to get everything ready that we need, right? We, we You know, it, it's coming up quick. Thanksgiving will be here before you know it. This is the time to get everything ready, get everything prepared. Make sure Friday night, Saturday morning, you get that bird. If it's in the freezer, get it out, stick it in the refrigerator, and let it start thawing out. Come Saturday night, Sunday morning, make sure that package is open so that it can, you know, definitely let all that cold out and 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 start, you know, make sure it goes through that good dethawing process uh, in a nice, safe manner. Again, shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling. Dot com. We're going to talk about some sides on the next program, uh, maybe some desserts and things that folks like uh, and uh, you know want to take with them. What are you guys' favorite sides? Are you mashed potatoes and gravy? Are you dressing or stuffing? And and do you put gravy on your stuffing or dressing? Uh, you know, l- let me know. You like homemade crescent rolls? My wife makes some amazing homemade crescent rolls. Absolutely love it. Uh, you know, what what other sides dishes do you guys have? And what's your favorite desserts that you guys have for Thanksgiving? We're going to talk a little bit about that on the next program. Friends and family gather round and find All right, once again, info at blindgrilling.com. Let us know. What questions you might have if we haven't answered them already. Until next time, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. And barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue